0: I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network.
1: We are back for episode 96 of digital divination. That means we're only four episodes away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I'd be bursting in the wall, like Kool-Aid man here go, ah, and plus Ron.
0: Yes. <laughs> or, and we, or a little Kramer.
1: Yes. Ron <laughs> Lundin sliding in, opening the door to help us out here as we near the very end. Uh, speaking of Kramer and disclaimers. Ron, do you have a
0: disclaimer you have to say? <laughs> that segue did something to my chest. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. Yes. I need a little drink. But
2: I am required. While you're drinking, I'll yes. add that I'm an employee of Wizards of the Coast, and my opinions here are my own and not theirs.
1: This is just the lawyer thing to, to keep Ron out of trouble while he comes here yeah. and says whatever
2: he says. So. I'm known to do. Uh, the is lawyer it actually thing required?
1: Is it required for these things now? Or with I, the, I don't with even the, know.
2: You know, oh, yeah. any time that what you're saying might be construed as something that the company is saying, it's just good. It's just best practice, right? Yes. Because yes. the last thing I want to do is be on here and saying, oh, this, you know, sci-fi fantasy stuff, like this particular thing is really great. And people are like, hey, guess what Dungeons and Dragons is doing? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking they're great. right? Yes. 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 Okay. Fair enough.
1: All right. Well, it's great to have you here, Ron. Uh, it's been a while since we've had you.
2: True, but I feel like I've been catching up all along. I get, I have, I have happy Thursdays when you guys release digital divination, and then I have sad Thursdays when you don't. That's
0: oh <laughs> oh. This, those just should be normal Thursdays. You <laughs> have an in between. You're just happy or sad. Well, the, other
2: th- the sad ones are when I have to find something else to listen to on my commute
0: that day. That's sure. uh, right. Yeah. Uh, <sighs>
1: Well, uh, next Thursday, then, will be a sad Thursday for you because that's Thanksgiving. It's a week from when this gets released. Right. Um, But we'll talk about Thanksgiving. Anyway, this will be our our Thanksgiving episode. How does that sound?
0: Sounds great. I brought
2: turkey. Wait, wait, what? No, no. no. I actually (laughs) love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays.
1: Oh, it, it it you know, um, I was up. Uh, we were up in Canada for Canadian Thanksgiving. It is almost exactly the same as here, just a different date.
2: Okay, okay. like the it's sides the kind of the food. turkey are it's the same. same. Yeah. yeah, I like cranberry sauce and olives oh, that the little kids that. put on each finger and stuff like that.
1: Mm. Oh, that's just our family thing that we do. That I, oh. does everybody do that?
2: <laughs> I did that. My kids yeah, do. That. I don't
1: like. I don't like olives, but my wife and her sisters love them. And when I would go visit them, because we dated when we were younger, that's what they would do, would
2: do it all that. So go figure. We had, when I was growing up, at my grandparents' Then when I was growing up, we had the obligatory three part clear glass tray that only mm-hmm. appeared yep. at Thanksgiving yep. to have black olives in one quadrant, uh, trident, whatever, anyway, um, green olives in the other, and little Gherkin pickles in the third. It was the only yes. time of year we used that tray, and the only time of year we had those little pickles.
1: Yes, I like the little pickles.
2: I, I quite and we like still
1: them. have that tray, and we still put it out. Of things
0: <laughs> <stairs>. <laughs> there you Oh, uh, what about you, Jason? Uh, olives, and, olives and pickles are two things that I do not like. So <laughs> you can have them. All righty. Oh, that—that's fun. You
1: know, at um at your uh, when we had your birthday get together. Uh, James Case brought that pickled, what was that? He brought some pickled something. Do you remember that?
2: I do, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I don't remember
2: what it was, but I remember that I he brought remember. it.
1: Um, everybody thought it was really good. Anyway, so this weekend, like, yeah. I'm not feeling well, and my wife decided to pickle a bunch of onions, too. She could have asked me if I wanted them. I'm thinking, no, I'm not. I'm having difficulty with anything being sick here now. it's <laughs> like the last thing I want to
2: do you want some of the lukewarm ham? Really good. <laughs> Just the fatty parts of the lukewarm ham. Just yes. That. That. Mm, delicious. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. Uh we have what about you are you guys do you guys have big Thanksgiving plans? Are you having people over or are you going places? What do you what are you planning?
0: Uh, neither of those things. Uh okay. not having anyone over, not going anywhere. Just gonna have a nice simple thanksgiving this year i'm not not preparing too much food although my wife says she's gonna she's like "Well, i want an apple pie i'm definitely gonna make those but I also want a pumpkin pie so we're, we're probably gonna have two pies uh but nice two
1: pies two people that's the good ratio <laughs> it's a good it's a good ratio
0: yeah
1: uh we uh we have our local family around here so my uh, my two daughters will be over um mine is actually coming from canada she's coming home uh, today she'll be here like in an hour so I'm pretty excited about that.
2: Oh wow. And okay. then
1: uh my wife's sister and her kids will be over as well. And then the last 3 years we've had Scott Kime and so I've uh, I think that's a tradition once you've done it 3
2: years. So <laughs> right. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. I haven't
1: confirmed with him but I just assume he's going to show up at this point so. Well,
2: if we're oh. making traditions then hmm I have for just before the pandemic, and then once the pandemic eased up, rather than do a big, complicated Thanksgiving dinner here at home, we've gone to the buffet at one of the local casinos because oh, they do huge yeah. Thanksgiving spreads. Yeah. And we started Ooh. to do that with some friends as well. We're I think we're doing that again this year with family. We haven't decided yet, but my mm-hmm. nephew and his wife are coming over, and that's going to be great. Um, But they, they're about to move to Hawaii in a couple of weeks, and so this is like the last hurrah Ooh. with them. But uh, we'll probably go to the casino buffet again, and that then, gosh, I, gosh, I guess let's got time coming over to your place. That becomes our tradition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did that one time with my mother in law. She had been raving about it, and uh, it was good. They have like a lot of options and a lot of a lot of food. Um, yeah. The casino we went to, though, it was down in uh, down in Shelton area, so it's a little ways. Okay. It was a massive line out the door to get Whoa. in. That was that was oh, like well, the biggest. A, Yeah. So I guess um,
2: like the gherkin pickles it's, we're not the only ones that think about yes. that. Yeah. So uh
0: when I was growing up my stepdad was the like 12th of 13 kids. Um <laughs> and so it would all... like Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners were always huge things we'd all go over to the aunt's house, you know, his his sister's house. Uh, or his brother's house Uh, and it would just be everybody was there and it was just like they would clear out their basement and have like three long tables full of people because it was all the brothers and their sisters and their kids so my cousins basically and their kids sometimes depending on how old they were because there's a big spread of ages there and it was always so. I would just want to go and sit in the corner and read a book. And I was, they would be like, "Oh, you read a book?" I'm like, "Yes, just leave me alone. <laughs> I'll come here for the food. I'll eat, and then I'm gonna go sit outside in the in the <laughs> cold and read because there's too many of you, and I and you're all too loud.
2: <laughs> too, too many people. Did you divide up by ages, like adults table and
0: kids table, and no, it was kind of like just sort of group family groups basically on the tables by family kind of by mom and my, yeah my mom and my stepdad and that was basically you no know, we always joke, did uh, on the
1: adults and kids like ron was saying
2: well we don't i my 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 wife is exceptionally well educated her family is also exceptionally well educated and i used to joke that at thanksgiving they would seat you at <laughs> tables by number of degrees you hold right oh,
0: no <laughs> which would yeah. put
2: my wife at a higher table than I am at and I've got a JD yeah. right that's
1: <laughs> um. and the kids have nothing so they're all together with uh right. yeah. <laughs> with okay.
2: people who didn't get a college degree I guess that's all you're there all at the, that table yeah. Yeah. that table yeah. yeah
1: well I was thinking uh we could talk about things that we are thankful about with Starfinder or some Something along those lines. Uh, but I will say that when I brought up this topic, Ron, no, Jason, Jason had what? a really interesting idea. What oh. was that?
0: <laughs> Oh, I just said turkey playable species, um, and, which is probably not too different than the uh, um, uh, espresso, but just more yeah. turkey ish. But then yes. Ron said, I'm on it. So right. He probably so, took he took about like five minutes probably. Not even not even and wrote wrote this. Not even
2: five minutes. Not even five minutes.
0: <laughs> Cause it's Ron and he can just dash it out easy. <laughs> no, this is
2: it's even faster than that. It's frankly even mm. lazier than that. Because frankly, <laughs> if you've got some sort of turkey people playable species that you want to have, or they're sort of like mm-hmm. bipedal turkey creatures, the most important thing you can have, the most important feature that they can have is the, is that they're delicious. Um, uh, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Dramadas, exactly. the, the camel people have their savory special ability where <laughs> if it's hit by something with a bite, it's AC goes down for future bite attacks against that creature. Cause it's, it's so delicious.
0: Why does Starfinder do that twice? <laughs> the, <laughs> the Dramata then, and the Goran are both delicious. They're both delicious. And I don't, I don't hmm. know. Trying to get if set, I had I looked... a nickel, every time that happened, I'd have ten cents, which is still weird.
2: Still a suspiciously high amount.
0: Still so anyway, many. so I
2: thought, well, if I'm going to make up a turkey people playable species, I want to give it the savory feature that uh, dromadas have. Mm-hmm. But then I also looked, and they've got two other features. One that lets them make like a warning bellow, and it gives everybody yeah. else initiatives like which i would just call gobble right just rename (laughs) that so they've got delicious they've got gobble and then they've got a uh, um an ability to run real fast once and then like adjust their speed and anybody that's tried to run after poultry (laughs) right like a chicken or you know they can do that they can just suddenly just turn on the sprint yeah so what i'm gonna do for my turkey people playable species, which because we have to come up with some you know, some sort of name for them let's call them sure, the, yeah. mm-hmm. the 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 tur turkidus tur, 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 turkindos <laughs> <laughs> and they come from the turkino planet and they speak a language everything has to be subtly different, right? The language they speak yeah. has to be subtly different than the planet name, which has to be subtly different than the species I'm sure, anyway right, exactly. But they have the
0: Mel- Melia- Meliagris. Meliagris. I would do that. I would. I would use the scientific name for turkey and then just sort of like maybe switch some letters around.
2: That's a, What is that? Pop Pavo. Is that? I'm. That's coming off my head. I haven't looked that up, but.
0: No, I just looked it up. It's Meliagris, and then I maybe change the G and the L around or something like that.
2: That's probably true. That's good. That's a great <laughs> answer. <laughs> and they've got the delicious ability which is stolen from the dramata savory and they've got the gobble gobble ability which is stolen from the dramata's alert the herd <laughs> and they can keep it Neving named bolt that the dramatas mm-hmm. have and there i have now made the turkey people by just i'd call it i i
0: call it trot ron
2: trot, trot. is probably yes. turkey trot is turkey absolutely trot. the okay. better way to do yeah. that nice. Yeah. nice okay
1: what are their ability scores going to be then
2: well, now I just want to keep stealing from the dramata right? <laughs> so.
0: Well, you got change it a little bit so it's not exactly the same as a Dramata. Although the that Dramata are very wonder... much the, a prey species.
2: Yeah. Well, I do want to have some sort of, I don't, I don't know, maybe a wisdom penalty, because turkeys will drown in the rain, I hear, by just looking yeah. up at the sky <laughs> until they go. drown. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a constitution bonus and a wisdom penalty, maybe? I don't there you go all right there we go we did it (laughs) copyright digital divination 2023
1: (laughs) very good well done well done um yeah that's you know this actually brings up an interesting thing and one of the things that i am thankful for about starfinder is all the playable species and the ability to create new ones on the fly or turkeys don't fly, but maybe on the
2: long. <laughs> as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's Jason. Do you know where that comes from?
0: Yeah, do you care? P in Cincinnati. Okay, I'm no philistine. I don't know how old you are. Like, I know Ron and I are I old. I'm as I'm old into... as the two of you. Maybe a little younger, but not, but not that you much. Know? Yeah. Okay. But a lot of our most of our listeners probably have no idea.
2: Either. No idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now they anyway, i interrupted line. yeah
0: all right. uh, uh oh there's Big B. he's coming back there he's he's back he's back he's back i can see him all right okay uh, well good anyway you, so that's what i of you, up you're forward.
2: saying you're thankful about the number of species that yeah
1: that's, the playable species that we have and yeah. you know and it's not you know initially you know with the initial uh group of species that you you had it's like well, if I'm going to be a certain class, or you know, I want to, you know, have certain ability buffs or, uh, you know, attributes going to match up and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you can have all kinds of different flavors, and there's even, you know, I, I was going to say even with your turkey type, you could have a a subtype that is, um, you know, free range versus the <laughs> non-free range. <turkeys. laughs> Boy you know you know so they could you know maybe one's got you know even uh,
0: you know a little when,
1: a little quicker and stuff other one might be really slow and more delicious i don't know
0: when the second edition playtest <laughs> comes out we'll bash together uh, uh an ancestry based on this and i'll make yeah. one of us has to play it yes just <laughs> okay. just just for a little bit
2: that'll be my again that'll be my second bird based People ancestry, and again, if I had a nickel for each mm-hmm. time, I'd have two nickels. But it's weird that it's happened twice. I did a uh, third party vulture
0: people. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's fun.
1: Definitely different than the turkey, but there is a yes. turkey
0: vulture. Yes. So I don't
2: know. Uh, true, ooh. but they're not as. That's the hmm. what do they call the? the they're calling the hybrids now, or if you got features of two <laughs> yeah, different yeah. ancestries. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, anyway. Let me tell you one, anyway. of the, one of the things I'm really thankful for at for Starfinder is this. I recently went out to uh, Gamehole Con in Madison, Wisconsin. It's fantastic. I used to go to that convention a lot, every, you know, every year when I lived in the Chicagoland area, and it was. It was a really neat place to reconnect with, you know, a lot of people that I know from the industry and so on. So I got the opportunity and then just friends from the area, right? People from Organized Play, but also friends that I have. And so I got a chance to go and it was reconnecting with all these people was really wonderful. And one of them, my friend Joshua and his son were out playing. And because they were jumping into just a Starfinder Organized Play, I'm like, I've got a Starfinder Organized Play. I I can just jump in at the same table as you because of the sort of the free ability to just play a pregen or pull out an old character from several years ago and just sit at a table and have fun um, with these old friends that I haven't been able to game with in years and years. And and the Starfinder Society gave me that. And so I'm really thankful for that experience.
1: Nice. Cool. Very nice. Uh, When you went back, did you feel any different now that you actually work at this really big company.
2: Well, I mean I I was there to work. I mean I was I was yeah. sat on panels and answered yeah. questions and stuff like that for, for work. But, so you but no but you when that... sitting around the table. No, yeah. it was just oh plugged right back into the old gaming and um even even I, to such a degree that when I'm playing, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of editing as I go. Like whenever yeah. <laughs> a GM's reading box text, I'm like, I might tighten that up a little bit. <laughs> Let me let me take a quick uh, development pass over that uh, box text, buddy, and then I'll uh, get that back to you.
1: No, I it's, guess I was just thinking, sickness. coming back home, coming back home, you know, closer to, you know, the the roots of D and D and stuff, you know, and going back now that you work for Wizards, does that feel any different than when you worked for Paizo?
2: I mean, that's all the same roots, right? I mean, yeah. it's all coming I mean, from some of the same places in the hobby, and. Yeah local cons like that have a real tendency to just celebrate all of it. And yeah. even some of the
0: yeah.
2: some of the strange stuff. I played a lot of games that I've wanted to try but didn't get a chance to. Dragon Bane and yeah. uh, Tales from the Loop I played. A Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. I mean, just things that are kind of these one-off, one-shot games that I wouldn't have right. otherwise been able to convince my local group to try.
0: Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm.
2: of it kind of, you know, it's the same feeling of like coming back to the same sort yeah. of hobby we all love it's really nice yeah it was it yeah. was really really
0: good
1: jason you were Let's... you were saying something
0: um no i was just commenting on on ron's uh, uh inability to to let other people uh do things no um uh, <laughs> just, uh... <laughs> just let people know no no i i get the same way i think about like hmm design or development and just be like well that could have been a little better this way or that um but um no, I mean, like, yeah, tr- like, just in general, in, you know, I'll I'll do Starfinder too, but just in general about gaming, I'm also very thankful about the, the 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 incredible diversity of stuff that's out there, and then you can just play and pick up a lot of things. And I have a group that does that, and we we play it, you know, kind of a new thing almost every two months, maybe, um, real short oh. campaigns, and it's 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 a lot of fun, and it gets the you know it gets the the mind going and the uh, the creative juices flowing sometimes um to the point where you know again i'm like well let me just whip something up for this and we and we're not even taking a game that exists uh, making a game up just for this group um or uh and then occasionally doing something else with it but mainly just sort of like oh, i'll just throw this together and it'll be fun um you know it's a real quick like power by the apocalypse hack or a or a uh a, 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 what's the other one uh fate hack or something like that right you know mm-hmm. yep. um something really easy to put together um you know for uh for starfinder i would say though i am i'm thankful uh currently thankful uh about a lot of stuff i mean <laughs> i could say that uh, you know if i want to talk about like where i am like professionally is all very much due to starfinder uh, you know and i mean you know I, i've i said i got into paizo to edit path Hunter, but i didn't become a developer or until Starfinder started coming around. So, and I got the chance to work on all that stuff and I'm so incredibly grateful to be able to have like l- shaped a lot of it at the beginning and and worked on mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff at the very beginning. Um and and constantly for a while. Um but I'm also very thankful that um you know, Starfinder enhance came out and you know sort of continuing that stuff, you know, that I very much barely worked on, you know, I contributed a little bit too, but like going in there and and the the ability for the uh the the group um and you know all the it's changed over the years obviously as it always does but you know the ability to go in and say like hey let's take a look at some of the stuff that doesn't work didn't work as well as we thought it would at the beginning and and taking another crack at it in a lot of ways or tweaking it and and the ability to just sort of like not have to be so set in stone uh on on certain things and just sort of stick with it because that's the way it's been right and then you know them going forward on second edition so i'm 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 just generally thankful, I guess.
2: (laughs) Well, let me let me ask you about that a little bit, Jason. Sure. I mean, and I wanted you to speak for yourself and not for the team, or you know. But what are some of the things that you think maybe, given another crack at them, is needed? Right. What are some of those things where you're
0: like, I I kind of want to tweak this, kind of want to tweak that. yeah i mean like i mean like the uh, we're talking about the you know the t- 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 taking taking setting aside the the change to sort of the three action economy and the sort of the math of pathfinder mm-hmm. second edition and starfinder, instead of saying what talk about first this starfinder like obviously you know uh, over the over the years i've always felt like well that's starship combat stuff which you know it's something i did work on at the very beginning really but you know could use another crack and I got a kind of another crack at it with the narrative starship combat for for starfinder enhance which is co- which is pretty cool um and just sort of like the um oh uh, gosh um oh there's not much else just sort of like narratively maybe i you know it's sort of a lot of talk about okay. what starfinder it casts a wide net and it's good that it casts a really wide net, but sometimes this can be a little too wide for 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 the Business end of things, I guess, right? just be yeah. like, oh, it's kind of too much to everybody and you know, what do you do when everyone's got their own idea of what Starfinder is on all you know even inside the company? What does that mean um so you know not, not nothing like huge, but like um I, I'm sure there's things if I had more time to talk about it, some specifics of of things there's one I'm going to get like speci- like really granularly specific one thing that i wish i kind of sort of did at the end of attack of the swarm was have the comet the uh the forever reliquary be a place that's outside of time so when Hmm. you get there you're getting there the same time as everyone else is getting there and you're meeting all these sort of like hylaxian figures from history or whatever the early Sheeran. So you get to like interact with them then at the same time as they're sort of discovering the comet, just something like, or something like that, that was just sort of like, Oh, that would have been really cool. I, I I think it was, I thought about it and like the restaurant at the end of the universe, uh, Checkers is kind of like the same day essentially. Right. So if it was something like that, I think that would have been kind of not more interesting, but just differently interesting that, that came to be later that I was like, ah, that would have been cool, but nothing. I like to obviously it came out great the way it is, so I'm I'm happy with it, but like just always other you know, backseat thinking, like hindsight thinking, as always you can think ah, I could have probably done that better. The same lot,
2: just about any project that I do yeah. tells me how I could have done a previous project better. That's that's sure. just part of growing in the industry, right? Yeah, yeah, so. definitely, definitely.
1: You know what you uh, mentioned, Ron, about going back to uh, GameholeCon Game Hole Con actually reminds me of something else. And I'll say that and again it's something I'm really thankful of. It's I got back into role playing games because of Starfinder primarily. Oh. Um I had not been playing for a bunch of years and I went to a um uh free RPG day that uh Ron uh, Rob Helm actually had was running a table at uh gadgets and gizmos it's where uh where uh vernon wells is now there was a there was a game store that was there as well and i met scott there scott Kime. he was at the table um we, we went through um the uh the game uh shoot now i don't remember the game that he ran um it was a rune quest game so we played rune quest so rob's really big time in the rune quest And then from there, Scott said, hey, you know, uh, you know, I work for this company, Paizo, and um, you guys want to come over and play. And we played the Pathfinder Beginner Box with him. And then Starfinder came out that same month. And uh, we got the core rulebook and started playing Dead Suns. And that's really how I got back into it. And now that's going on. It's been six. It'll be six years now, I think. Yeah. In December. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah you, next nothing. month I'll have been out here six years since I did yeah. my big midlife because. career switch. Although it's funny, you may, you go back to the beginning there because when I was out for game when I was out in Madison, I took in some extra time to go down to Chicago and hang out with some of my gaming friends that I haven't seen in six years um, from when I left, and some of those same people who got together so that we could actually like play a game together, throw mm-hmm. dice just like the old days. A lot of those were the same people that I was one of the initial kind of earlier playtesters for Starfinder for, and yeah. I remember calling them up and being like, "Hey, I got early access to this game. Let's take it through its paces and see what we can do." And we're all kind of poring over the unformatted printouts of the new rules, trying to figure out how to make <laughs> sure, yeah. characters and do, you know, the the attacks and stuff. And how it's kind of the wonder that we had for every little thing that like people. People now take it, take for granted, I think, in Starfinder or even in Pathfinder Second Edition, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the guns have levels. That's really everything's got levels. Wait a minute, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, were you doing that to play test your the scenario you wrote into the unknown, or
2: uh, both? We did the play test first, yeah. and then we did play tested yeah. the uh, into the unknown scenario that I did. Nice. So, very cool. Cool, um, very cool. And I remember my. I don't remember who it was, got so angry that Keskodai the Mystic couldn't contribute in Starship Combat at all. <laughs> it's Everybody like, this just it. is... A... <laughs> and when I raised that to the yeah. Starfighter team, they were like, we we know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and still, we didn't fix it. You got magic officers now. Well, it's... yes, that took some time, but that, yeah. Right. For, for, but not right away. It should have been more right. fully integrated. I didn't know
1: what I was doing. Well, Jason, uh, what about you? Any any other thoughts? Things you're thankful for about uh, Starfinder? Um, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> makes me well, we could jump to the next thing if you want. That's okay. I don't mean to put you on. The sure. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so we did we did ask in our last video if any of our listeners had any um, topics, things that they want to talk about. And uh, one of our listeners who I've corresponded with actually off and on for a variety of things, it's uh, Russell Sinclair. And um, the reason why I've corresponded with with him is he's created this, um, this uh, API for Roll20 for Starfinder called Guidance, which basically allows you to cut and paste out of archives of of Nethys or from uh, a scenario or AP, cut and paste a stat block into Roll20. It automatically formats a Roll 20 NPC character or starship for you. It is nice. awesome. It has wow. made my life so much easier. And he's recently created the same thing for Pathfinder Second Edition. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> so, but I know he did that.
2: But it's guidance um, for Starfinder, you said?
1: Gui- it's called guidance. If you want to, you have to add it to your role 28. You know, there's APIs, add it, scroll down, you mm-hmm. get to guidance. You just bring that in. And when you click on it, uh, it's installed. You can kind of click on it. It tells you the commands you have to type um, to enter it in. So I I can show you offline if you really need, but (laughs) it makes it for me. um, You know, if you're running, you know, a bunch of stuff on on Roll20, which we did during the pandemic, that was a huge lifesaver. So anyway, so he had a a couple of uh, topics and and we all have this list here. Um, And I'll just... I'll start at the first one because we kind of uh discuss this a little bit offline. Um, what are some ideas for handling weird curveballs? Uh, like let's take our ship instead of overland travel, that comes up all the time. Are there security cameras? Uh, I'm wearing an environmental suit. This gas doesn't affect me. Um, so as a GM, how do you deal with those things, those type of things? And you can i'll say these things specifically or if you want to talk generally
0: sure yeah i mean the 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 thing is just unless you're really running something that's so set in stone like a adventure path or a scenario or whatever the answer is generally yeah sure cool um (laughs) right just kind of like going with it right you want to take your ship all right well where are you going to park it uh you you you're going to land it near the wherever it is you're going uh and that might not be possible or it might be but depending on where they're going it may or may not be possible um uh of well, course the second one oh are there security cameras maybe probably uh if this is a high security area sure it might be what are you gonna do about them um it just sort of like to throw that throw the sort of it back to the person right you know like this environmental the the this gas doesn't affect me because i have environmental protection on good thinking if you thought to turn them on beforehand well well done um end of end of discussion essentially right but for the most part you can allow uh, like Turn these questions into diff- more adventure um, by t- by basically sort of like deflecting the the question, asking the next logical question: Where you're going to land the spaceship? What are you going to do if there are security cameras, et cetera, et cetera? You know, um, oh, you, oh, your environmental protections uh, protect you from this gas, but do they protect you from this lava? Um, <laughs> and then throw lava at them, right? You know, whatever yeah. the, the, the the classic escalation. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: I get. Uh, no, I th- I agree. The way that I would phrase that, I mean, there's always the 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 improv technique of yes and, right, yeah, agreeing yeah. and then escalating. I think in a lot of questions like this, I tend to rely on yes but, in order to make, sure. it, yeah, for some decisions, right? Oh, you're gonna take mm-hmm. your ship instead of driving? Well, yes, but the only place to land it is your mm-hmm. sensors tell you is really uneven ground, and if you're not very careful on how you land it, your whole ship will get mired in the mud or something like that. So you can take mm-hmm. the narrow overland trip, but it'll take longer. And then I then I actually will lay out both options, right? You can sure, take a yeah. narrow overland trip, but it's longer. And, or, you know, you can make this difficult check and a shorter trip, but it's a difficult check and maybe you end up getting mired in, right? And then I get people, I get people talking about that. I have one player in particular who always thinks whenever I yes, but I'm not giving... A fair choice. I'm trying to trap everybody. She's very suspicious <laughs> that I'm trying to trap because they will be like, oh, can we take our starship? I'm like, well, yes, but, you know, as an example, maybe you have to make this check or get stuck in the You just wanted to get us stuck in the mud with our ship so we can't get out after we're done. I, I'm on to you, Ron. We're walking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Great. You fall <laughs> into the mud while you're walking. Oh, look at that. You open the door to the same exact room. No. Plus a it's bunch
2: of security cameras.
0: The, <laughs> the Starship
1: question and the environmental protection question come up quite a bit in in scenarios in, in uh, yeah. Adventure Paths as well. Oftentimes, it gives a little blurb why they can't take their Starship there. Like, oh, it's some sort of protected or sacred or whatever area. You're not right. allowed to fly over. it. You can't do this, that, that, that sort of thing. Um, if you don't want them to do that, you could do what what Ron is talking about as well. Um, if there's no real reason for them not to, then you can kind of go the direction Jason's talking about. and Just, hey, we'll just move on to the next thing. There's no reason to add this thing. Now, the environmental protection thing, though, that comes up a lot with traps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And oftentimes what, what I'll see now is that... Even if it's, you know, they want to do some sort of gas trap, right? Well, they'll make it so it's a psychic gas trap or a mystical gas trap, or there's some other thing that it bypasses environmental protection somehow. And, uh, I, and I think, I guess that's fair to, if you want to have that. But it does kind of beg that, you know, why do we have these protections if all these other things get through them anyway? I don't know.
0: I think that's a spice you need to use very very sparingly to be perfectly yeah. honest, and i know that what it means is that everyone gets to use it once in their adventure so it's in every adventure once but um uh you know it just comes down to like you know we you know the, the when we created the game we made we painted ourselves in this corner of like well you know you have to mm. we want you to be able to go out into space from level one so you shouldn't right. be able a space suit that lets you breathe your own recycled air or whatever so which means poison you know inhaled poisons in certain t- gases just will not do anything because you've got the protections on. Um and um you know that's just a, a baseline assumption that I think you know you need to build off of that really more than it is. Uh uh oh oh it's gas but it, now it's you know it's full of tiny nanobots that disengage your yep. environmental protections as they come in and then you're poisoned regular style. Like yeah it's not, it, it it's not as interesting. Honestly, yeah. As just saying, now you're in a poison gas. Oh no, you know that's gonna. I mean, maybe there was, maybe there could have been. You know, talking about stuff we could have fixed. Maybe there would have been a little more massage about like, well, it, at certain levels, you only got so much environmental protection. So you have to decide whether or not you're turning on. You know, the, the, when you're going out into, oh, you have now you're in this gas. Are you gonna have enough time to get from point A to point B? That's sort of a little more interesting. But most of the time, it's just like, yeah, you can just kind of just ignore that stuff or do something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah this is this is very
2: different than the are there security cameras or how do we bypass with the techniques because this is a situation where the rules have an answer right yeah it's right. like if yeah. somebody were asking, hey can I just shoot three times instead of two i in my for my turn i mean the rules have an answer for that, and the answer is right. no unless you've got the right feature, but that doesn't mean the answer at that time is no it just means that know that if you're changing that, you're you're going against what the rules say. I might try to remember if my player if I have any players who were excited about environmental protections early on and then be able to call back to that. And it feels weird to be excited about environmental. But even somebody (laughs) kind of looking (laughs) but even somebody's kind of looking over their equipment and being like, oh wait a minute. Hey at this level of armor I'm Way better against radiation. I'm kind of right. excited to have sort of this better protection. Well, them even saying out loud they're, they're excited about having that kind of protection rather than having a KAC and EAC boost means that if you tell them, okay, this gas, it just doesn't affect you because of your environmental protections, they feel validated for the thing that they liked. And that's mm-hmm. a good DMing tool regardless, mm-hmm. right? Is make mm-hmm. people yeah. mm-hmm. feel like the stuff they're excited about, that they're excited to get, mattered that they got it in the game
0: yeah class i mean i say with like cl- any like class features or any sort of other thing that they buy or whatever they're like get to use it essentially right yeah. so even yep. though you as a gm might know like oh well this person has a really good will save so i should never really attack them with mental spells or whatever no the the the, the the monster or the NPC doesn't know that. They're going to try it at least once and, like, oh, hey, yes, I got to use my thing, which lets me roll twice or whatever, you know, and take the better. So, uh, great. You did it, and you succeeded. Like, it's always... There's always, like... It just kind of comes down to this sort of like the 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 are you a are you a adversarial GM or not? But like you want to seem like an adversarial GM, but really you want to be a celebratory GM where mm, you absolutely are celebrating. Gosh. Where you're showing off. Great, you did it. You 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 rolled, you know, eighteen d six on that because you did these three combos, these feats that let you do all this stuff, and you did a whole bunch of damage. And I you know I've had fights where I've been like I come in, boom, I shoot critical. All right. Well, oh shoot! Now the thing that was kind of a lower level thing, and now it's dead. And now the fight is over. People like it when it's done. You know, like it can be fun fast, and you get to move on to the next thing that might be a little more exciting. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I guess how often does it matter that they like? Okay, you can bypass a thing, right? Let's yeah. you know have more fun on stuff. They they players know when the they have a good sense of when there's narrative heft to the things that are happening in the game. And uh, when you push back, maybe a little bit more about what they can do. But yeah, the number of times that a, an opponent will do exactly the thing, the players have prepared for and have better defenses against. man I mean, I do that as a GM all the time because I know it makes them feel awesome. Right. Yeah. I'll even kind of be on <laughs> right. their side about it. I'll be like, I got, well, he doesn't know. So I guess he's going to use his big fire attack against you. And they're like, yes, right. I've got all my fire protection up. So like, exactly. that's not, I'm like, He falls right into your fire-using trap.
0: All right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, you know, there's a bunch more questions here. I think we'll have to save some for next time, but it's been really great uh, getting a chance to catch up with both of you and you, Ron, especially. Can we get you back again, especially for the 100th episode, but maybe some more in between?
2: Sure. I'd love to come back. That'd be
0: awesome. Yay. Great. Great.
2: Well, um, with
1: that, I hope everyone uh, has an enjoyable Thanksgiving. And hopefully mm-hmm. I'll see one or both of you sometime in the near future. It won't be we a will. sad yes.
2: Thursday. It'll be a happy Thursday on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but, uh, Good. Good to, know. Good to
0: know. Well, I'm John. And I'm Ron. And I'm Jason. And this has been Digital Divination.